0: Hi, this is Alana Terry. Welcome to Season 5 of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast, bringing you some full and complete and unabridged Christian fiction audiobooks to keep you encouraged and inspired. This season's audiobook is called What Dreams May Come and is narrated by Pamela Lawrence, Written by me, Alana Terry, and sponsored by our COVID 19 fundraiser. So, what we're doing is taking some of my ebook novels and I've bundled them up as a pay-what-you-can product, with a portion of all royalties going to support local relief efforts for COVID-19. If you want to be involved in this fundraiser, it's going to be for a limited time. You can check it out at alanaterry.com slash novels. And now enjoy today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 35
1: Come on, Kitty. Time to wake up. Susanna tried to remember if her mom always ran into this much trouble, rousing Kitty from her afternoon naps. She touched her sister's forehead. She didn't feel hot, but she'd been acting more tired than usual, taking more time to wake up, sleeping longer each afternoon. Maybe it was the winter. Or was she depressed? Susanna didn't even know how to begin guessing if it was something like that. Should she call Dr. Bell? Would she be able to help, or just refer her to a specialist in Spokane or Wenatchee? She rolled her sister onto her back and checked her diaper. It wasn't wet, which was convenient for the moment. But Susanna knew from experience that if Kitty's bladder didn't kick in soon, by the time her systems finally caught up with each other, she'd leak right through the Depends and all over the mattress. Well, that's what the chucks pads on the bed were for. Not worth worrying over. Wake up, Kitty. It's time for your snack. And after you eat, you can help me make a Christmas treat. Would you like that? Kitty lifted up a single finger. Oh, come on, Susanna prodded. I thought you'd be way more excited than that. Kitty made a fist with her hand. That's more like it. If your back's not too tight, I think we'll save your massage until later, and I'll get you into your chair. Blink. After helping Kitty manage to drink five ounces of formula without gagging, Susanna pulled ingredients down from the cupboards and chatted with her sister who watched from her wheelchair. All right, so we'll need flour and sugar, and I'm pretty sure we still have yeast in the fridge, but I better proof it to make sure it's good. When she was alive, Susanna's mom made homemade bread once or twice a week on top of the cinnamon rolls and other pastries for Sunday school or Bible studies. Susanna should have been a baking expert by now for all the time she'd helped in the kitchen but she never progressed past the very basics. Oh, well, at least she knew how to follow directions. She pulled down her mom's index cards from the cupboard and ran her finger along the little hand-painted flowers. Susanna had made her the recipe holder as a Mother's Day gift several years earlier. As far as she could remember, it was the last time she'd picked up a paintbrush. After pulling out the rest of the ingredients, Susanna set to work, being careful to keep up her one-sided conversation with her sister. She wanted Kitty to feel engaged, and she also wanted to keep her from falling asleep in her chair. Why couldn't she remember if it was normal for Kitty to be so drowsy in the afternoons? Why hadn't she paid better attention, asked more questions when her mom was alive? For the first few minutes, she was afraid she'd have to throw out the yeast, wait for Derek to buy her some more, and start the whole batch over in a few days, when it would be too late for Christmas morning. But thankfully, the bubble started to form, filling the kitchen with a familiar yeasty smell. The smell of love. The smell of a peaceful family life. The smell of mom. Kitty grunted with pleasure. I know, Susanna told her. It's going to be delicious. She didn't stop to think how wasteful it was to make a whole batch of Amish friendship bread for Christmas breakfast when she was the only one who would be able to enjoy any. It was the entire experience. Susanna couldn't remember a single Christmas when she didn't wake up to the smell of Mom's baking. Kitty might not be able to eat anything Susanna prepared, but at least it would remind her Remind them both, really, of happier times. Times when Mom was alive, when the future was bright and promising, when Susanna could joyfully ease through her day without those relentless reminders that all her hopes and dreams and plans had come crashing down around her. Chapter 36 June third. Dear Scott, I can't believe it's summer. Well, I can because Orchard Grove gets hot this time of year. But what I mean is, I can't believe you're meeting up with the Kingdom Builders interns today and I won't be there. Do you sometimes feel like God has it out for us? I mean, I'm mostly joking, but do you ever wonder? I've prayed about our relationship a lot probably more than I've prayed about anything other than getting to the mission field, and each time I pray, I do my best to surrender and tell God that I want His will more than my own, that if you and I aren't meant to be together, I'd rather find that out sooner than later. But each time I ask God if we're supposed to be, I feel so strongly that we are. I look back at how we met and how our very first conversation wasn't going to the movies or what restaurant to eat at, but about missions. And it just seems so clear to me that God brought us together for a reason. I'm doing my best to still stay guarded, but I can't stop thinking about a future together with you. I can't stop thinking about what it would be like to serve God around the world, next to someone so godly and strong— who knows my emotions, who is so kind to me. You are the first man I've ever felt this way about, and that's partly what makes today so hard. I feel like when you hop on that plane with the interns, I'm losing you. It's probably silly. It's probably me just being girly and babyish about it all, but that's what it feels like. I keep telling God that I was supposed to come with you all on that trip but Kitty's not getting any better. Dr. Bell stopped by last night. It was really sweet of her. She knows Kitty gets anxious about going anywhere and that the stress can really complicate her digestive issues. So she came by instead of making us drive out to our office. She doesn't think we need to go to the hospital yet, but if Kitty can't start eating again in a day or two, she'll need some IVs at the very least. Dr. Bell was thinking about antibiotics, because her lungs sound a little more gunky than normal, which could be the start of pneumonia. But Mom wants to hold off and stick to some of the homeopathics for now. I understand where she's coming from. You give Kitty one dose of antibiotics, and she'll still be letting you know about it a month later. Or at least her gut will. Anyway, I'll spare you the details, and I'm sorry if this email started off a little depressing. I'm doing all right. Just miss you. I'll be praying for you and the interns. I've got the clock in my room set to Korea time, so I'll be able to keep better track of what you're doing. Please be safe and come back soon. We'll have so much catching up to do, and I know my nights are going to be terribly quiet and lonely until you're home. Please know that while you go out and serve the Lord, I'll be praying for you hourly, probably more, and holding you very close to my heart. Yours always. Susanna Chapter 37 Susanna was gathering the supplies she needed for Kitty's sponge bath when the doorbell rang. Who would be stopping by here in the middle of the day? She made sure her sister was comfortably propped up with her pillows, and then trudged to the front door. She had no idea why she was moving so slowly. Usually the holidays made her feel renewed and energized, but this year she only felt exhausted. She peered into the peephole, surprised to see who it was. She opened the door. Hi. She knew she must be desperate for company if the sight of Ricky Fields could bring such a rush of warm relief. Would you like to step in? He cleared his throat and kept his eyes on Susanna's feet. I can't stay long. He held out a colorful tray of Christmas cookies like a protective shield. My mom made these for you. Said I should drop them off. Said she remembered how much your mom liked baking and worried that maybe you and your sister didn't have anything nice for Christmas. In all the time she'd known Ricky Fields, she wasn't sure she'd ever heard so many words come out of his mouth at once. He looked both exhausted and flushed from the effort. That's really sweet. She took the tray, which he seemed somewhat reluctant to hand over. Why don't you come in and say hi to Kitty? He cleared his throat again. Susanna wanted to cough on his behalf. I can, but only for a minute. Mom's in the car waiting. He offered a sheepish grin. That's fine, Susanna said. She's been pretty tired this week anyway. Yeah, Ricky answered. I know what you mean. Susanna had no idea what he was talking about, but she waved quickly to Mrs. Fields, who was parked in the driveway, and stepped aside to let Ricky through. She glanced around the living room, thankful to find it free from random socks or bras or other embarrassing clutter. After asking Ricky to wash his hands to keep from spreading any germs, she led him down the hall. Thinking about how excited her sister would be, she stopped outside Kitty's door and whispered, You wait here. I want it to be a surprise. Ricky grinned conspiratorially. Susanna hurried into her sister's room and covered Kitty's lap and legs with a heavy quilt, the result of an overzealous sense of modesty inherited from her mother. There's someone here to see you, she told her sister. Want to guess who it is? Kitty grunted and slapped her thigh. Her eyes widened gleefully, and for a second, Susanna was paralyzed with fear. What if Kitty thought it was their mom? How could Susanna explain away that kind of disappointment? She forced a smile on her face. Here's a hint. He looks very, very handsome. Susanna had forgotten that Ricky was right outside the door and could hear every word she said. Her remark was met with a hiccup from the hall, and a loud snort from the bed. Kitty slapped her thigh once more. Susanna put on a melodramatic frown. Then again, you've been pretty tired. I guess I should tell him you're napping. A girl needs her beauty sleep, right? Two slaps. Susanna shrugged. All right, I guess I can let him in for a minute but you better behave yourself, or you'll be in big trouble, got that? Even while she tried to sound firm, she couldn't keep the grin off her face. She reached into the hallway and beckoned a somewhat sheepish-looking Ricky inside. Kitty tensed up every working muscle in her body. I think she's happy to see you, Susanna smiled. Ricky stepped up to the bedside, no longer hiccuping. Hi, Kitty. How's it going? Susanna was about to answer for her out of habit, but then stepped back against the wall and waited. That's a pretty nightgown, Ricky told her. Is it one of the ones your mom made for you? Kitty lifted one leg, and Susanna automatically translated, yes. I like it. Ricky paused for a minute, and as she stared at his back, Susanna realized his shoulders had broadened out quite a bit since the night of the homeschool prom. Ricky shoved his hands into his pockets. Well, I gave your sister some Christmas cookies. My mom made them special for you, too. She wanted you to have them. I've got to go now, but if it's all right with you and your sister, maybe I'll come say hi again. Would that be okay? A kick, two blinks, and a smile so big there was no need for an interpretation. Ricky finished saying goodbye, and Susanna followed him down the hall. That was really sweet of you. Let me grab my boots and I'll say thanks to your mom. You don't have to do that, Ricky insisted. I mean, the walkway's really icy. I wouldn't want you to slip. Susanna hadn't left the house since she'd gone to church last Sunday. She'd had no reason to worry about the condition of her walkway. You got any salt? Ricky asked. Or maybe some gravel? I could stand it down for you real quick before I leave. Don't worry, I'll take care of it later. You sure? It's no problem if you just tell me where everything is. No, Susanna insisted, embarrassed to admit she had no idea where to start looking for anything like that. I need an excuse to get some fresh air anyway. Tell your mom thanks, and I'm glad you came in to say hi to Kitty. She'll be talking about your visit for weeks. Ricky gave her a quizzical glance and then a shrug. All right, have a good night. Yeah, you too. Susanna realized she didn't want him to leave. She was about to tell him there might be some ice melt in the garage, but he was already out the door and down the walkway. Merry Christmas. She called out after him, but her words died in the cold air, and he didn't turn around.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. This has been What Dreams May Come by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Pamela Lawrence. This season of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by our fundraiser, for COVID-19 relief work, which you can find out about more when you go to alannaterry.com novels. This page will have a link to our fundraiser for as long as it runs. I hope and pray that you stay safe and healthy. I want to thank you again for listening and we'll talk to you real soon.